Hi everyone, welcome back. We're Asiatic Affairs. I'm Angela and this is the Narratives of Asia podcast. We're back today again for another episode of Narratives of Asia. Carrying on with the theme of coronavirus and racism, today our focus is more on the Asian American um, response to the increased uh, racism that um, coronavirus has incurred in the communities and we're very lucky today to have this very special guest, the founder of SF Peace Collective, San Francisco Peace Collective, which is the, this grassroots organization that has only recently been founded um, in San Francisco Chinatown. They're this group of volunteers um, who are currently patrolling Chinatown and kind of help support the community amongst against this new surge of racism, racist attacks, harassment and assaults. Um, but before we get... Um, to the more interesting stuff. We just want to let everyone know about Asiatic Affairs, who we are and what we do. So basically we're Asiatic Affairs, we're a new UCL society looking to create a platform for students of all backgrounds and all disciplines to engage in open constructive discussion on issues in Asia. Um, so from topics like geopolitics to business, the environment and technology, we aim to raise awareness and also to increase engagement with the issues in Asia, as well as looking at and trying to understand their impact on the wider world. So if you're interested, um, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and definitely go um, and look us up on Spotify, UCL Asiatic Affairs, Narratives of Asia, to kind of hear more about the things that we've been doing. Um, so our theme for this week, um, continuing on with coronavirus and racism, the reason why we're bringing this back up, I'm sure it's no surprise to anyone um, what coronavirus and racism mean. Um, I mean, one of the members of our own university community has recently been subject to uh, harassment and assault of this kind and we want to raise awareness about it once again um especially since um recently with the combination of like media stigmatization of the virus origin being from china i mean trump um labeling the virus as being um the chinese virus and also the further perpetuation of china's alleged concealment of the initial spread of the virus um, I think it's safe to say that anti-Chinese hatred has surged in the past couple of months and has really seen um, dramatic rises in the number of um, assaults and attacks um, that have been conducted against um, these Chinese communities across the world. Um, the global Asian diaspora has suffered greatly and we're just readdressing that issue right now. But what's different about this time is that we've brought in a speaker um, from one of the organisations um, that have been formed as a result of these increased racism um, due to coronavirus. And we just want to hear more about who they are, what they do and what um, what they've been working with and how the um, that kind of response and what kind of the experience has been for them in their communities. Hi, Angela, it's Max. Hi, Max. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, no, I'm doing all right. Um, so, as I said on my email, I came across SF Peace Collective from just reading an article online. And um, would you mind just telling us a bit more about um, who you are? Um, my, my name is Max Leung, and mm-hmm. I am Chinese American. I was born and raised here in San Francisco. Um, and I've had a background in um, community organizing and, and activism in the city. And in San Francisco, there's been. Um, in the past few decades, there's been a history of um, violent robberies um, against the Asian American community in San Francisco. And a lot of these crimes happen a lot in San Francisco Chinatown, um, where people, there are people who come in specifically to target um, the vulnerable residents, you know, such as the elderly mm-hmm. or like single women who are walking alone. 
and often targeted um, for, for robberies. So <clears throat> a few years ago, I had the idea of um, starting a community patrol group or like a neighborhood um, watch group for Chinatown. Um, and I couldn't find any people who were interested. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, recently, within the past couple of months, um, coinciding, you know, not just with um, a string of violent robberies in Chinatown, but also with um, every all the xenophobia and um, that that arose as a result of coronavirus. Um, about a month ago, um, a handful of us who actually met um, on social media, mm -hmm. we were like, "Hey, we need to do something about this on yeah. ourselves because the police, the local government and the community itself um, are not proactively doing anything about this situation and it just keeps happening. Mm -hmm. So we basically, you know, started talking and, and we met up and we started patrolling Chinatown the very next day. And so ever so that was about a month ago. Mm -hmm. And since then, our organization has, has grown. We probably have about um, maybe around 20 members now. Okay. And so what we what we do is we regularly um, patrol Chinatown on foot um, and in vehicles. Um, we have relationships, you know, with um, the community, mm -hmm. um, with the merchant associations here, <clears throat> and so we're working with the community to and also to l listen to what their needs and what their concerns are. Yeah. Um, aside from, from us just patrolling. And by us patrolling, we're not only a visual deterrent, but mm -hmm. also oh, the fact that there are eyes and ears around, you know, to act as witnesses, you know, when something happens. And, and also, it's also a deterrent, you know, when mm -hmm. there are more yeah. people around. Absolutely. And so, yeah. Yeah. And, and so, so, so people also know that we exist now. So now that the community and, you know, and our existence is, is made aware, you know, hopefully that will also be another deterrent, you know, to prevent yeah. people from, from coming to San Francisco Chinatown to target, you know, the vulnerable. Mm -hmm. What sort of um, harassment attacks have you heard reports of and have you been involved in any of them? Um, luckily, I personally have not seen or witnessed or have been the victim of any of that's of That's attacks. actually, that's really good. Yeah. Yeah, and we also haven't um, firsthand witnessed any of the attacks, you know, in, in Chinatown mm -hmm. in the month that we've been here. So hopefully, you know, what that means to me is by us being around, it's it's working. That's... I mean, yeah, yeah, there has been some um, vandalism, but we can't attribute that for sure, you know, to xenophobia. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think I read somewhere about how the police had actually been saying that um, the crime rates have gone down, but then people are also allegedly saying that these kind of attacks, they're still happening, but it's just that no one's really been reporting them. Um, yes, and that's always been the case, mm, you know, okay. um, with, the, with these types of attacks, which is one of the re another reason why um, the Asian American community is targeted, because most oftentimes... Um, the Asian American community will not go to the police and report these attacks when they happen. Mm. Why is you that? Know, for, um, I think 
for a number of reasons. Um, one of them is, you know, is for cultural reasons. Yeah. Um, there tend, you know, there tends to be a, a mistrust, you, you know, towards, you know, the, the police, you know, within the Asian American oh, okay. community. And also because there's, there's a language barrier yeah. as well, you know, mm-hmm. so, so oftentimes the ones who are targeted are, um, monolingual Asian Americans mm-hmm. who can't even speak English. So they don't feel comfortable, you know, talking to the police and reporting it. And they often don't have anyone, um, to do it for them, mm-hmm. you know? So, so these attacks, although the news spreads within the community, it, often doesn't make um mainstream media news mm-hmm. nor nor you know are they reported to the police so mm. those statistics are kind of skewed because as you know the statistics that the police department and, and the media have those are only the reported incidents um would you say that's quite concerning then and would you encourage more people to speak up it, it, it is a major concern and we definitely want more people to speak up mm-hmm. um and culturally and traditionally Asian Americans, um, you know, that's another reason why they usually don't report it because they're also afraid of um, any, or if any repercussions might come back to them Mm -hmm. as a result of them, you know, talking to the police. I definitely do encourage people to do so. um, And we are also in our group, the San Francisco Peace Collective, Mm -hmm. we are also here to act as witnesses and to go to court if we have to, you know, when, mm-hmm. even when we are subpoenaed as witnesses, because we will stand up for the community. Mm-hmm. It was mentioned that you've been trying to spread the movement to other Chinatowns. How's that been going and what's kind of been the response? Um, I, I, I know that there is a group that started in um, New York City. Okay. Um, I, I am in contact with the leadership of that group. Um, there have been people who reached out to me from across the country um, who are interested in starting something like this too, you mm-hmm. know, so so, they, so I provide them with, you know, just how information as far as, you know, what our model is, um, what our guidelines, our principles, our protocols are, yeah. and, you know, and just, just, just to help them, give them an idea of, you know, uh, of how we built our foundation. You know, mm-hmm. and hopefully that, that helps give them some guidance to create something of their own and what works for them and, and wherever they're from. If you were to compare the kind of um, response or what's the experience that it has been in San Francisco, would you say that's been very different within other Asian American communities? Um, from what I've been seeing and what I've been reading, um, it's happening all over all over the U.S., mm-hmm. you know, not just the U.S., but all over the all, all over the, the world, world, actually, yeah. You know, <laughs> what, and what I've been seeing, and what I've noticed, you know, is that I don't notice any particular city or area where there's, you know, where there's, a, a, you know... Uh, kind of like worse hit, more, kind of, yeah. More of it happening. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it doesn't seem like it's any worse anywhere, nor any better. Mm-hmm. You know, it just seems like pretty evenly spread out, you know, as far as, you know, all of the incidents that have been reported. Mm-hmm. I just think that right now, a lot of Western communities aren't really doing much about it. How long do you think um, that there's an imperative, this need for um, this kind of San Francisco Peace Collective to be uh, offering this sort of protection? It's it's really hard to say, but um, if I was at the risk of being completely realistic and pragmatic, um, although I'd like to 
to be hopeful and be positive. Honestly, it, it does not seem like it's going in the in, in a positive direction. Like it's yeah. going to um, get, get better anytime soon. Mm-hmm. You know, all, right right now as as things stand, um, you know, with the direction that society is going, um, it seems like things are definitely going to get worse. You know, before you know they get better if they ever do. My hopes we would not have to continue to do what we do, that where we wouldn't even need to exist. Ideally, we wouldn't even yeah we wouldn't even have to be doing this. But realistically, I I know that you know based on um, history and culture and humanity and you know, <laughs> you know not you know I don't want to get philosophical or anything. You know I know yeah it's not going to end anytime soon. Um, and now with you know the xenophobia induced attacks, you know yeah you know and going for moving forward into the, the future now there's even more animosity you know mm-hmm. towards um a you know you know unjustified animosity towards and in you know misplaced blame towards asian americans mm-hmm. you know and asians and asians all throughout the world um and so yeah, I mean it's it's unfortunate. Um, yeah, it's something that <laughs> you know we, we we often talk and talk about and we think about, and and we're, so you know hopefully we're gonna be as be around for as long as you know we are needed. Yeah, and try to um, and try to be as sustainable as, as possible in the interim. Mm-hmm. You know, for 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 you know long term goals because you know if if we need, if our services are needed, you know in you know um moving forward into the future then you know like we we also have to be sustainable ourselves as a as an organization mm-hmm. yeah well i think what you're doing is very inspirational and i hope a lot more um, people take inspiration from this what kind of advice um can you give to people who kind of don't live in communities that have the sort of response is there anything that as individuals we could do to kind of protect ourselves better but also like, how to respond uh, my, my first piece of advice would be to be would be to stay vigilant. Mm-hmm. Would be to, to be careful, be safe, um, take every precaution possible. Mm-hmm. You know, such, such as knowing um, the social climate out there and what could possibly happen. You know, try try not not to go out go out alone. You know, try to have a friend with you or try not to go out alone. Um, don't put yourself in situations, you know, where you might be victimized. I mean, it's unfortunate that, you know, we, that we're the ones being targeted and victimized. Mm-hmm. And we were the ones that, you know, have to, you know, lose cer- certain freedoms, you know, be, in order to be, to feel safe. Mm. And that's unfortunate, but that's the reality. So, so aside from being mindful of, you know, where you go and going out alone, I mean, there are other things too, like, um, um, carrying, you know, some, some, some type of legal self-defense, you know, wherever okay. you happen. I know the laws are different wherever you may live, Yeah. you know, but, but you know, carry non-lethal forms of legal self-defense. Mm-hmm. Just always, you know, take care of yourself first and foremost, be careful, be mindful. And here in San Francisco right now, we still have um, a sheltering in place ordinance. Yeah. So, you know, I suggest, you know, don't go out if you don't have to, you know, unless it's for essential needs. 
And, you know, and even after the quarantines and the shelter in place is over and things go back to the new normal, whatever the new normal is going to look like, <laughs> um, things, things will ne- are not going to be the same for Asian Americans moving forward. Mm-hmm. So even then, still, you know, we must continue to be careful, to be safe, um, to stay vigilant, you know, to take care of ourselves um, and each other, take every you know, safety precaution, you know, you can possibly think of. Mm -hmm. Also in areas where um, people don't have um, a community organization such as ours, they can be the ones, they can be the ones to start one. Because Mm -hmm. originally we we didn't have that either. And all it took was a handful of concerned citizens who decided to to be proactive and to take action, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, one of um, my <clears throat> inspirations, you know, is the late, you know, Grace Lee Fox, you know, and one of her quotes that stuck with me is, we are the leaders that we've been looking for. So rather than waiting or expecting for other people to, to help us, and if that help isn't available, we need to be the ones to, to to help we need to be the ones to create the organizations you know that that don't exist you know we need to be the ones to to create community you know because community is created by the people and for the people Mm -hmm. and therefore if it's if it's not there in your area reach out to your network you know reach out on social media how you know however you do it find and build your community you know to protect the community Mm-hmm. Right, rightfully said. That's and how ha- how has the patrolling been going? Um, it's it's been pretty quiet for the for the most part. Uh, again, okay. just because of the sheltering in place ordinance. Yeah. Um, the majority of you know the businesses in San Francisco Chinatown are are closed right now. Um, there aren't nearly as many people um, in the streets, so it's been pretty pretty quiet. You know, mm-hmm. and I expect that once. Um, the ordinance is lifted, um, it's going to be very, very um, busy down here with a lot of, you know, um, when, when tourism starts ramping up yeah, again, you know, when, right. when people feel safe and comfortable to freely roam the streets. It really, really is such a beautiful and special place. Yeah. You know, like I've, I've been to, you know, Chinatowns all over the world and I, I have yet to, to find another one, you know, that's like San Francisco Chinatown. Mm-hmm. It really, really is a special place. I suppose since as well, you've grown up in San Francisco. It has a very, like, personal element to it. Um, and I think that's quite important in that people should, um, in the community, communities that, that they're part of, they should definitely be looking to help their community, like, locally. Um, and, and, tra- and, and traditionally and mm-hmm. culturally, you know, it's also in in our culture to to mind our own business to remain humble keep our head down and just move forward and work hard you know and and not and to not speak up Mm -hmm. and not to stir the pot so to speak and so yeah so so that's why it's it was difficult to get the the older generations in the community to to do something like this so whereas us um the younger generation and those of Mm -hmm. us who grew up here um you know, who are second generation, you know, we, so we're bicultural. And so us, you know, we see the world through a different lens and, you know, we're a little bit more active. Mm-hmm. 
And we have every right to be. I mean, if, if, if we're going to call this place our home, then we've got to be doing things for our own community. And hopefully what we are doing and the next generations moving forward will be um, inspired um, to speak up and to fight back and to defend itself and, and more importantly, one another. So yeah, that was all the questions I had for today. Um, and you know, thank you very much. Thank you so much for coming on here with, um, to speak to us, I guess. Um, and just wanted to say like, good luck with everything, with um, the patrolling, with the organization. And I really hope that a lot of people um, take inspiration from your words. Well, well thank, thank you. Thank you so much for reaching out man, and for having me. Um, yeah, and I hope, you know, you know, you stay safe and as, as well. Be careful. All right, thank you, Angela. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Um, and so just before we properly end, I just wanted to um, quickly explain what Narratives of Asia really is. Um, so Narratives of Asia is this new branch of Asiatic Affairs, which kind of takes the form of a podcast channel. Um, and from what you've heard today, well, we drop episodes regularly where we host either one-to-one discussions or uh, one-to-one interviews um, slash discussions or group discussions over a particular current issue or trending topic of choice. Um, this could be an issue that one of our writers are currently working on and also or an idea pitched by one of our listeners. Um, so if you like what you've heard so far and want to be featured on our channel or have an idea for our ne- next episode, um, feel free to drop us a line via any of our social media platforms like Instagram, Facebook, or email us directly at uclasiaticaffairs at gmail.com. Um, so we're also con- we're constantly reviewing and trying to improve our technique. Um, so f- also feel free to message us with some feedback if you'd like. And yeah, we look forward to hearing from you. Um, so um, thank you so much for staying with us. Um, stay tuned for more episodes in the future. We are Asiatic Affairs and this is Narratives of Asia.